Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Dave Smith with the podcast and another thing with Dave. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, This is a first episode of the year 2022, so thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. And um, I want to start off, I'm sure everybody's heard that phrase, that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? Well, nowhere could this be more true than with PG&E, or the Pacific Gas and Electric Company, the CPUC, or the California Public Utilities Commission, and California's governor, Gavin Newsom. In this podcast episode, we are going to look into the new bill that the CPUC is voting on at the end of this month, January of 2022. The bill would greatly reduce incentives for people to get rooftop solar and is clearly meant to benefit PG&E over the people. So it's a clear example, once again, of our government siding with corporations over the people, right? Um... And before I jump into this, I just want to say there's an absolutely fantastic um, expose piece that uh, Channel Channel 10 out of uh, ABC Channel 10 out of Sacramento did. And it is phenomenal. It's called Fire Money Power uh, or Fire Power Money, something like that. But uh, they look into um, PG&E's corruption. So... Absolutely brutal. All right, so what got me started on this um, is a program that I heard on um, uh, KRCB Radio, a public radio station in my area. And uh, so I'm going to be reading an article that was written by Greta Mart, published today, January 13th, 2022. Um, And then we'll listen to a little audio clip as well. All right, let's jump into this article. This morning at 11 a.m., people will be rallying in Los Angeles to save their jobs, their livelihoods, and their very industry, they say. Others will join a socially distanced crowd in front of San Francisco's headquarters of state utility regulators to oppose moves that many say are bold-faced or a bold-faced money grab by PG&E. One that will sabotage the state's green future. Imagine, um, imagine, you know, so anyway, they go into a little soliloquy here. Um, The CPC says it's working to evolve decarbonization incentive efforts to meet the state's groundbreaking clean energy goals. It says it changes... um, it says its changes to the way rooftop solar will uh, works will balance the needs of the electric grid, the environment, and consumers. Wow. So what is that? That's complete political double talk that doesn't say, doesn't mean anything. There's, no, there's nothing there. Are you kidding me? We're going to evolve decarbonization incentive efforts. To balance the needs of the electric grid, the environment, and consumers? What? What are you even talking about? Having 
Having people with rooftop solar and battery backup systems helps the electrical grid. Each person is then now a little mini power plant in their own neighborhood. So this is totally just a money grab by PG&E. Anyway, continuing with the article. With this change, it kills solar, said Phil Alwitt. It contradicts California's goal, um, goals of... Uh, to now require all new homes and commercial buildings and things of that nature. It basically kills that. So let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and just play some of this clip here. Let's check it out. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> what an absolute crock and complete doublespeak, right? Um, so, continuing on with the article, Alwit is CEO of SolarCraft, one of the largest rooftop solar installers in the North Bay, North Bay area they're referring to in California. He says the state's Net Energy Metering Program, or NEM as it's known, has worked well for years. Most agree that rooftop solar in California has been a success story. There's an estimated 1.3 million solar rooftops across the state. Alwitt said he's been in the solar business for 15 years and has seen ups and downs. The solar coaster industry, he jokes. That's pretty good. There have been changes over the years to net metering that made it less economical for the customer, but nothing like what's happening now. Um, I used to work for a solar company, and I saw when the CPUC, the California Public Utility Commission, lowered the amount that... Uh, that consumers can sell the, the price that you get back from PG&E, right? You're, you're able to sell your electricity, your surplus electricity back to PG&E, but PG&E keeps cutting the price that they pay you back, right? What is that? They don't, they don't cut the price they charge you. Unbelievable. They should be, they should have to pay you out at the same rate they charge you, right? But oh God, no, they charge you something like 89 cents and they pay you like 11 or 15 it's unbelievable. Um, so continuing with the article, you put solar panels on your rooftop, you're going to pay a new fee between $30 and $90 a month. Wow, a monthly fee just for having solar panels, which is nothing for PG&E. It doesn't cost them anything. They didn't do anything. Um, that's the first part of the utilities proposal, said David Dave Rosenfeld. And then the second part, is to slash the credit that solar users get for sharing their extra solar energy with the community. So once again, he's talking about slashing the rate 
that you get paid out at for selling money back for selling power back to PG&E. And it should be an even swap, right? Maybe change, maybe there should be tiers like they work it, right? Depending what time of the day you're using the power or what time of the day you're selling it back to PG&E, but it should be a set price, right? That's how they'd bill us. Well, not really. They have three set prices that change. But anyway, Rosenfeld heads the Solar Rights Alliance, a group of solar users from across the spectrum, all opposing the proposal, the proposed new changes, excuse me, which they say is another profit grab by PG&E and two other investor-owned utilities in the state. Now, key word there, key phrase, investor-owned utilities. So these utility companies don't care about helping the greater good for the public. They care about getting dividends for their shareholders, right? So there's a direct conflict in interest of having a for-profit power company. Why would you want that? It's insane. PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, is the largest power company and utility company in the country. And they were involved in the Enron scandal. They should have been buried then. Uh, Gavin, they've been uh, guilty in 15 California wildfires. They were guilty and found negligent in uh, uh, seven deaths in San Bruno, California, when their gas pipes exploded, killing seven people. They were found guilty, and then they tried to cover it up. So they were found guilty of negligence and of a cover-up. But they're still doing business. Gavin Newsom, the governor, gave them a certificate called a, a safety certificate. Without this certificate of safety, they would not be able to operate in California. Now, riddle me this. They just got found guilty of another fire, the Dixie Fire. So they've killed hundreds of Californians, and they've been found guilty of negligence and corruption and cover-ups. How does that merit them to have a safety certificate? It's mind-boggling. Well, you know how? is absolute corruption. And I'll get to that in a minute, but I want to try to get through this article. Oh my goodness, I'm going to talk about uh, Gavin Newsom and his ties to PG&E at the end of this here. <sighs> this is just, it's infuriating. But anyway, continuing on, um, if they get even close to what they want, it's basically going to double the cost of going solar, Rosenfeld said. And for all those middle and working class people that are finally now able to get their hands on this incredible technology, they're not going to be able to get it anymore. And we're going to be back to where it was 15, 20 years ago when only people that could get solar were rich people. I remember that. It was very exclusive. You only had it if you wanted it, not because it was a quick payback, right? Um... According to the solar industry advocates, over 120,000 people have signed a petition or sent letters. You can find 500 of those on the CPUC's website. Every single one is strongly opposing the new plan, appealing to the commission to vote against it at the end of this month. Please stop this, said John Randazzo of Santa Rosa in his comment saying, these measures will de-incentivize the transition to a cleaner world. 
Joseph Zills of Santa Rosa, in his submitted public comment, wrote, The new plan is not only regressive, it also seems to be discouraging the exact type of investments needed to address the impending climate change we are all facing. Rather than making the transition to solar more expensive, we should be providing further incentives to encourage people to convert to this renewable, clean, alternative energy source to power their homes and businesses. Amen. Keith Kruzfeit, I I probably butchered that, Kruzfeit, is the owner of Suntegrity Solar in Santa Rosa, California. He said, with the proposed changes, a rooftop solar system that historically would have paid for itself within six or seven years could now take 15 or more years to recover the cost of the initial investment. You know, and so that's going to make it unattainable for most people. You know, 10 years to see your payback? Six years, no problem. Seven, six, seven years? Boom, I'm in. Right? Oh, my God. You know, the simple reality is as much as our customers appreciate the green aspects of solar, the ultimate driver is the financial savings they see, Kruzfeldt said. And when they see a 15-year payback period, they're going to lose interest. With this proposal, solar in California will plummet. I mean, it'll basically be like a switch going on overnight and probably see the demand for solar drop by at least... I would guess 80% for rooftop solar, says Kruzfeld, um, owner of Suntegrity Solar. So that's uh, it's very depressing, you know. It's very depressing. So anybody in California, highly urge you to contact the California Public Utilities Commission um, and, you know, get on them. You know, they're, they're a notoriously corrupt uh, organization that does the bidding of the governor. And um, a number of people have resigned from the CPUC under Gavin Newsom because they say he runs it. Uh, he runs the CPUC, and it's supposed to be a, a self-governing you know governing agency. He's not supposed to have any ties or control over it. Um, And let's get to why he might be interested in having ties and controls over it. So there was a huge scandal about Gavin Newsom going to this dinner at the French Laundry restaurant, right? When they were in the middle of the shutdown for COVID, when there was a mask mandate, and he's having this dinner. Restaurants were closed, right? But the governor gets to go to like one of the swankiest restaurants in, in the state. You know, I think it's like... $350 a person and up and up um, without wine. We're talking just food. Um, So absolutely ridiculous. You know, he's, you know, playing king where he gets to go out to dinner. Although, you know, the peasants can't. He doesn't have to wear a mask in public, but the peasants do. Um, Unbelievable, right? But the more interesting thing, so that made a huge scandal, but the news only covered half of it, except for this channel, uh, channel 10, ABC 10, 10 out of Sacramento. They nailed it. That's where I learned about this. So through their investigations, they found out who he was having that dinner with. And that is the meat. That is the elephant in the room. 
It was the head lobbyist for PG&E. His 20-year friend. So, unbelievable. He's having basically an illegal dinner with the head lobbyist for the most corrupt and biggest power company in the country. And then after that dinner, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, hired a private lawyer to draft legislation that would screw the taxpayers and benefit PG&E. And guess who paid for that lawyer? The taxpayers. Um, so what he did is he drafted legislation that allowed... Um, we're talking about uh, fire victim compensation, right? So paying people back for the houses that were burned down uh, when the fire was found to be PG&E's fault, that they caused it. So this new legislation lets PG&E off the hook. They only have to pay you back 50% in money, and then they can give you the other 50% in stock of PG&E. Are you kidding me? And since that bill passed, their stock value has plummeted, right? Well, who and not, I mean, that's not the way it's supposed to work. You're not supposed to be forced into owning stock. Are you kidding me? And who wants stock in the company that just burned their house down? Really? You want to support that company? Oh, hell no, right? And instead of doing that, Gavin Newsom could have put a dagger through the heart of PG&E. He could have done a state takeover. You know, and people are like, oh, you can't do that because, like, too big to fail, just like the bank thing. Bullshit. Here's how you do it. State takeover immediately, right, because you're a threat to public safety and a hazard because you've caused over 15 fires in the state of California killing hundreds of people. So, boom, the state seizes all of their assets, all their bank accounts, all their property, all their offices, all their vehicles, all their everything. And then it offers their employees their job back, right? So you don't have to fire everybody. You just take over who owns the company and where the money goes. Now there's no profit incentive. There's no shareholders. It's owned by the state, and you can run it at cost. Imagine that. Imagine that. Wow. So I get so fired up. But, you know, this is the hugest criminal enterprise in the country. They should have been put out of business during the Enron scandal. They should have been put out of business when they created that explosion in San Bruno. Uh, they should have been put out of business, you know, uh, when they caused the, the Loma. What the hell was it called? I don't remember the, the, uh, the fire here in Sonoma County that I had to evacuate from. It was Napa, Sonoma County, Napa and Sonoma counties, and uh, they should have been shut down and forced out of business when they called the camp, caused the campfire, which killed 80 people, right? As part of the investigation into the campfire and the causes of it, do you know what was found? Also, I found this throughout through that same program, ABC Channel 10 out of Sacramento doing this expose, Firepower Money. And it's fantastic. And what they found out is that PG&E's modus operandi, the way they do business, their typical way of functioning is they do not replace something until it breaks. Well, you know what caused the campfire? A 90-year-old clip, metal clip, that was holding up a high-power line. 
Well, that clip just broke after 90 years. It got tired. It was installed in like 1943. And now you might think, oh, well, they don't know. Well, of course you know if something was installed in 1943, it's obsolete and it has to be replaced. But, oh, that would, that's massive. We're talking statewide. They don't want to spend that money. So they're waiting until it fails, causing a fire even, before they replace it. And that is still the way they go about it. And they know that these parts are all about to fail, but they don't want to spend the money. Because why? Because that would be less shareholder dividends. You see why we don't want a for-profit power company, right? They know PG&E's own drone footage. They have people that, that fly along their power lines with drones to look at these parts. That's how this news came out, from PG&E's own footage, so not only did they know it, but they decided to do nothing about it, and then they caused a fire where 80 people died. And now they'll replace those clips, but they're not going to you know, replace them on the entire line. That's insane. And the government did not force them to do that. Thank you, Gavin Newsom. You are in their pocket clearly. And in the, you know, in this uh, multi-part series, Firepower Money by Channel 10, ABC Channel 10 out of Sacramento, they go into, uh, they talk to California Public Utility Commissioner, uh, Commission Office employees, and they say that they get bullied and intimidated by the governor's office. They're supposed to be completely autonomous. So... Unbelievable. Anyway, I think I'm going to wrap it right there. I'm going to wrap this rant right there. I want to give a shout out to all the listeners. Thank you so much. We're in like, you know, a gazillion countries now. People from all over listening. So humbled and grateful. Thank you so much. If you're digging, I'm digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do like, subscribe, share with friends, share on social media. Help me get the word out there. Right on. Much love, people, and Happy New Year.